Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to Shelters by Jesus radio podcast. Don't change that dial. Uh, you're in for a good treat. We're glad you chose to make us part of your day. I'm here with my co-host, Seth. Hi. Good morning, Seth. Hey, good morning, Al. As you know, in the studio, we have a couple of people here with us, too. Uh, residents. One we've had before, Ken. He's our one of our chefs. He heads up the kitchen at the men's shelter. And then we have a lovely resident named Cheryl, who's been an amazing uh, gift here and uh, someone that has uh, sort of taken people under her wing and, and coach them toward the gospel. I'm really anxious to introduce everyone to Cheryl. So stay tuned. Amen. Well, hello, guys. Good morning. Good, good morning. morning. How are you? Very good. Fun. Thank you. Excellent. Ken, it's good to have you back, sir. Thank you. Uh, you were with us the three podcasts ago, I believe. Yep. Yeah, two or three podcasts ago. So uh, I'm sure the audience is anxious to hear updates from you and the kitchen and how things are going in there. And uh, Cheryl, you are resident here uh, at the ladies' side of the shelter, and you've been here now. Do you remember how long? It's been probably about 13 weeks. About 13 weeks. Yes. So you've been here for a little while. Yes. Yeah. And uh, just praise God for that. So I want to get into your story a little bit, Cheryl. This is the day the Lord has made. <laughs> Let us rejoice and be glad in it. You Amen. know, uh, sometimes we can get down a little bit, uh, but there's the, it's, uh, Philippians says, set your mind on things above. And so mm-hmm. we're going to think about good things, maybe have mm-hmm. a few laughs today. Uh, and so, uh, and if you're in a place where maybe you're not feeling it just right now, uh, uh, Psalm 51, David pleads to the Lord, restore to me the joy of my salvation. Uh, and, and, and the Lord answers that prayer. Amen. Uh, he, he, really sure, he sure does. He sure does. I, I want to share a story with everybody uh, at some point. But right now, you came to us about 13 weeks ago, you said. So what was it like when you heard you were coming to Shelters by Jesus? Like, were you, was there anxiety involved? Was there any kind of fear involved? I was... Oh, really reluctant, mm-hmm. I, because I'm from Augusta, and I was a, didn't like being up this far. You know, I did. Skowhegan to me was like <laughs> Canadian <laughs> border. <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, the night before I came, I cried. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> since I've been here, mm-hmm. I'm gonna cry again. That's okay, dear. Since I've been here, I have had such a good, good time. I've had such a good time, you know, and I've met some awesome people, and everything has its ups and downs. But, sure. But I am, I am so thankful for this shelter. Mm. I mean, the other ones that they wanted to put me in were, I could only be there just for the night, and then I had to leave. And when I found out that I could stay... I was. I felt so blessed. Yeah. You know. So when you when you arrived at the shelter, you you walked through the front doors. Um, what were you expecting? I didn't know what I was expecting. Yeah. I, I figured everything was going to be all set up and everything like this here, but the caseworker that I had at the time, she didn't call. Tom, she didn't. <laughs> mm-hmm. She was wasn't prepared, and Tom was a little bit upset because, you know. But he did take me, and I am so thankful for that. Yeah. Well, not everybody's perfect. Not every situation is perfect. Exactly. You know. Exactly. But um, how how long did it take you to to feel like you were safe and uh, you could be comfortable? That day. Really. <laughs> yeah, excellent. Yes. Wow. Excellent. Praise the Lord. Yes. 
Well, I, I just I'm, I I love your smile, Cheryl. It's just so effective, uh, in, in that uh, I love to see you in, in when I you know preaching and at a Bible study or on Sunday morning, and you're you're right there. You sit towards the front, and uh, you always have a smile on your face, and so I really appreciate that. And so you've met a lot of people here, I suppose, yes. uh, and that's great. I know on Sunday morning when Laurel, my wife, can come, she does the Bible study and and. And you women get together and and have a kind of an intimate time of of, of talking about she's the a Lord. Lady, well, she speaks highly of you too. And <laughs> did you have a time in your life when I mean you have some exposure apparently because I know you're smiling and you nod your head <laughs> as we preach. Uh, what was your exposure to to uh, the, the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ as as you grew up? Um, as I was growing up, my father would always put on Billy Graham. You know, on the TV and oh, stuff, sure. you know, and I, and I would sit there. I would be the only one. Everybody else would be off doing their thing, and I would be sitting there listening to what he had to say. And going to school, we were able to go to, like, a Sunday school type thing, you know, when we were in school. You know, we'd go, well, don't do that anymore, I'm mm-hmm. sure. <laughs> but... Uh, we used to walk in the snow and the blow, you know, windy rain and everything, you know, to go there. But I loved it. And from then on, you know, it was always in me. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember as a teenager going to the church that we belonged to at the time when none of my family would go. I would go. God didn't put you here to tuck you away, no. right? No, He put you here, and there's a purpose for you, even now, even here. Yes. Yeah. She's one of the most vocal people in Bible studies. Whenever we're preaching, you can hear her go, "Amen, <laughs> Hallelujah, Yes, God." You know, <laughs> and that's good. Now we, we encourage that. That's good. Yes. But um, I just wanted to encourage you that you know you're not tucked away and forgotten. You are here, and God is using you um, quite a bit, actually, with the other ladies. And I appreciate that very much. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Well, you you understand what it's like to come here and just don't know the the routines and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And so, what a friend! What a great thing it is to have a friend to say, "Hey, st- we, we got to go eat." Uh, n- yes. n- then we're going to have the the Bible study, uh, and then you have a little free time. Um, if you need anything from the office, n- these are the hours, and, and here's where you take a shower, and so on and yes. so forth. And so those are, that's so helpful, and and just being a, just showing hospitality really to someone new that comes and just does not know the routine right how would you describe your time here so far i've loved it Mm -hmm. everybody treats me so good and i mean it's not only just the women Mm -hmm. i mean the the men and the men you know they treat me good you know i mean it's like i have a buddy here in ken (laughs) yeah yeah she has her own purple plate at the in the the kitchen that's her that's her really yeah i don't even have a special plate out Uh, purple is is royalty it is the color of royalty yes well like it's funny because that you'd say that because um, Michelle has said that I am the queen of the room. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I've oh, got boy. my throne by uh-huh. the window. Uh-huh. <laughs> but um, my the only royalty I want anything to do with was being a child of God. Now, has your, has your time here 
benefited your relationship with the Lord? Has it? Oh, yes. Yes. Could you tell us how? It has opened my eyes to a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Um, For instance, the way you call him dad. Mm. (laughs) It's it's still hard for me to get to that point, but I appreciate it. It, it, Listen, I'm an old Baptist, Mm -hmm. and for me to call him dad, it took a miracle from God, right? (laughs) Um, It's not irreverent to do so. And, And I'll tell you what, ever since I've been calling him dad, my love for him, my trust in him, my relationship with him has become something it would never, ever have gotten had I kept him at a distance with my words. Yeah. You know, and I feel very comfortable calling him dad now. And I know when I'm hurting, he's with me. When I'm happy, he's with me. When I'm in need, he blesses me. That's a, that's a dad. That's what a dad does. Oh, yes. You know, and he's an amazing dad. So one day you're going to say it. One day I'll say, Cheryl, would you like to open us up with prayer? And you'd be like, hey, dad. You caught me off guard the other day. <laughs> <laughs> I like to do that sometimes, but thank you for praying. You've, you, your time here, you've gotten closer to the Lord. You've spent yes. time with Him. Do you see a purpose in your time here? Do you see that God is changing you or using you or growing you? He's using me with, I believe He's using me with Michelle. He's, uh, we've talked about the Bible quite a bit. We've talked about different ways that she has treated people, mm-hmm. you know. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying, like, for instance, I think she was babying another one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, and I told her that she needs to let her, let her make her mistakes, you know. Right, so you, you believe that God has called you here to kind of coach the ladies and... Yes. I have to agree with that because I've seen the positive impacts you've had on the ladies here. So I absolutely have to agree with that. And and you are surprisingly very level-headed when it comes to dealing with issues and, and with the ladies. So I appreciate you being here. I know that. And uh, I can definitely, you know, say that God is using you here. Um, you're sort of like an official, unofficial staff member. If that... <laughs> But uh, so you get a you get a purple plate from the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Wow, what's that about, Ken? One day she wanted a smaller plate, and the only one that I could grab at the time was a purple plate, and it's it's stuck. That's Cheryl's plate. It's Cheryl's plate. She's she's the only one that uses it from now. Well, there you go. And it's my favorite color. Is it purple? Is yeah. <laughs> my mom's favorite color too. So well, a couple things just did come to mind. Uh, certainly, the one in. Uh, Romans chapter 8 where it says uh, for you did not receive a spirit that makes you slave again to fear but you received the spirit of sonship capital H and and by him we cry Abba Father Uh, that is that that translation Abba is really daddy dad and and I agree we're just we've been kind of and it's not irreverent no it says it right here you know in the Greek and we have actually someone who who has a uh, who can speak Greek uh, and and they uh, they confirmed that too. They did. Uh, they did absolutely. The other one is that I thought of, and so is Titus. Uh, it, there's some instruction that's given to us to say, you know, look, let's be mindful of the community that we live in, and to give back to that in in, in, in a very healthy way. And so it says, likewise, teach older women to be reverent in the way they live. This means just is walk the walk, talk the talk. Cheryl, I see that in you. Mm. certainly and not to be slanderous or addicted to much wine but teach what is good then they can train the younger women to love their husbands and children 
to be self-controlled, to be pure, to be busy at home, to be kind, and to be subject to their husbands so that no one will malign the Word of God. That, that it, we're supposed to teach the, the younger women. Um, I mean, men too, but it, there, it, it, it encourages uh, ladies to say, you know, let's give back. And so I see that, that you know, you're doing that, and that's great that you've taken people under your wing and, and, and work with them. Well, a godly woman is worth her weight in gold. Mm. I mean, being able to guide them, teach them, make, make them accountable is not controlling them. It is protecting them. It is showing them what, what God expects and what God will bless and to avoid things that will get you into trouble. And it's the same with men. You know, we try to teach younger men. Well, we've been there and done that. We've made mistakes. Mm-hmm. And gosh, oh, yeah. if we can, mm-hmm. you know, we, we, we could we could go two ways, you know. I mean, Led Zeppelin had it right in a way in that they said that in, in the end, there's two paths you can go by. But in the long run, uh, there's still time to change the path you're on. <clears throat> Not that we're going to find wisdom with Led Zeppelin, but there's truth in that, in mm-hmm. that we, we can choose to go two different ways. We can say, oh, get all depressed about mistakes we've made, uh, or we can, by the power of the Holy Spirit, get over it, and then God can use that, too. You know, we can say, look, you know, there was a time in my life where I thought that, or I made this mistake, and and I know you're in the midst of it, and here's how I came out of it. I was able to do that, and how valuable that is uh, to the community of, of believers. Believers and yeah. and just just people in general who are made in His image. Well, that's why God tells us to value our elders, to be respectful to our elders. You know, because they carry wisdom, and uh, if we listen, we can learn from that wisdom. Uh, but yeah, Cheryl, no, you're very much um, a godly woman who looks after the women here. And I greatly appreciate that. That means a lot to me. Uh, and I know it means a lot to Pastor and, and certainly to the other ladies here, too. <clears throat> but to get back to talking about dad, what that did for me, Al, is it put me in a place where my love and affection for him was is so high. I don't want to hurt him. I don't mm. want to defy him. I don't, I don't want to do things to him or against him. That is going to disappoint my dad. He, he loves me. He feeds me. He clothes me. He provides for me. When I started looking at him as dad rather than, you know, this aloof judge with a gavel that we're supposed to call father, you know, because to me it has a different connotation. That's my experience in life, yeah. you know. But dad really humbles me and really makes me aware of his spirit and, and his will for my life. And I want to please my dad. Yes. Yeah, and, and Jesus actually said, you know, what what father, when they're asked for something, he's going to give them a scorpion, you know, right. and a rock in a bag. That he really he does he does hear us. And and I was just thinking this morning actually that you know we have tough times and. I wasn't sure what we were going to talk about exactly. You know, there, there, there's a theme, too, that we were going to maybe investigate. You know, when things go wrong, you know, your your pen runs out of ink or your shoelace breaks, that sort of thing. And how does a, how does a Christian react? And I, I thought, you know, well, if there's a fire, we stop, drop, and roll. But, you know, going before it, with, with the Holy Spirit indwelled in us, we can stop drop and pray mm. and and so many times I find that that I just get get things get hectic things uh, aren't going seem to be going wrong and I'm just like what up with that and I, I I'm reminded to wait 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 stop go before the father and, and just and just talk to him 
and, and we can have that. You know, we don't have to have the flowery language. He just he just loves us where we are, and I, and I and I have I have experienced that so many times firsthand, and more more than often, if I can do that and practice that, and and then go before him, it's like, Dad, this is really not going well. Please well, help! Please, 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 please yeah. help! 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 Yeah, well, that's the one thing I try to tell people here. You don't have to be Shakespeare to talk to the Lord. You talk to him as best you can from your heart. Don't be irreverent, but talk to him as best you can from your heart, and he will hear you, and he will answer you, and he will speak to you uh, as best you can. Yes. You know, we're not all um, experts at the Queen's English, you know, but what we are are his children who want to talk to a dad, and we have a dad who wants to hear from his children, and he doesn't require you to have a degree to do so. I can testify that when I have done that and, and disciplined myself to do that, things are better mm-hmm. every single time. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not saying that the problem has you know all of a sudden evaporates or anything like that, but he gives you what you need to get through what's going on, exactly. and 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 he'll give you just just a piece. And I, I find that if, when I do that, um, sometimes I get nervous, believe it or not, when I get ready to preach, you know, and I'm just like, I don't want to goof up. I don't want to do it right. And I'll just like, I'll just pause. I'll stop, drop, go before the Father. Lord, I, I just want to do it for you. I mean, that's why we're here in this in this podcast, too. Right. Uh, it makes a difference. It does. And like, you know, Battistelli is one of my favorite uh, female Christian vocalists. And she has a song. And, and in the song, she says, uh, sometimes you give me just enough strength to breathe Mm. you know when we're going through rough stuff sometimes God just wants you to hang on and trust him Mm. and uh, speaking of which you know I'll just share a quick story with the listeners if they didn't know Um, so I have uh, PTSD and times it gets the best of me and it can put me down a very dark dark road and uh, sometimes I get suicidal and so I ended up in the hospital from one of those moments and at the VA which was a, a great place a perfect place for me to be um, surrounded by other military people who have the same have the same experiences that I have. Um, so anyway, I was there, very suicidal, seeking help, and from the moment I walked in, I couldn't feel God at all, in the slightest, nothing. I was terrified. Well, that God now said we're done. That's what it felt like. I didn't feel a whisper of God. And I remember being in there and then I was there for a week and I remember my first day there making a choice. David said to praise continually, right? Thessalonians says to pray continually. No matter what's going on in your life, don't stop worshiping the Lord. I was like, oh man, this is going to be tough Uh, because I didn't feel God at all. Nothing. And I mean, less than nothing, if that's possible. But I read my Bible, I prayed and I praised God, and I talked with God all week long. And all week long, I kept hearing this voice in my head, you're wasting your time, he doesn't love you, Uh, he's done with you, he's washed his hands of you, this is stupid, you're only doing this because you're here, you're not doing it because you really love him. He knows that, by the way, he's not interested in anything you have to say, that's why he's not talking to you. All week long. Which are lies. Right. Oh, they were definitely lies. And so I'm in there suffering spiritually, in spiritual anguish, wondering, where are you, God? Um, But I didn't give up. I just kept doing it. Friday, I got released. And um, the moment I stepped out of that building, God's blessings 
poured on me like a river. I mean, it was like a waterfall, Al. And I got phone calls from people and, and emails from people and text messages from people. I, I can't describe it. You didn't have your phone at the time, did you? <laughs> I didn't. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, all the messages came. Right, at that yeah. one time. And then it was and like... You, and that, how, how, how on time was that, though? It right? was perfect. And yeah. then, you know, so God opened the floodgates of blessings. And I remember talking to a pastor friend of mine, and I was like, so where was God? And during that week, and he looked at me and he said, let me tell you what God was doing. That whole week that you were there being obedient and having the devil stand before him and point a finger at you. You know what God was saying? That's my son. There he be. I'm proud of my son. Mm. Look what he's doing. He can't feel me, but he's not stopping. That's my son. And, and that made him my dad more than anything else. That opened up my relationship and my heart to God. When he said that, I realized that that was absolutely true. That's what was going on. And I'm so grateful. And here's the thing. He was there because who gives you the strength to be faithful in those times? Mm, He does. So he was there. But you don't feel it in the moment, right? But I have to give him all the glory. I didn't do it because I'm so loyal and and brave and strong. I was ready to give up, Al. Hmm. I was at a point where I was ready to take my life. But God didn't permit it. And he gave me the strength to keep going. And that's why that song from Battistelli means so much to me, because he gave me just enough strength to breathe. And I had to be quiet and I had to wait. And I hate waiting. I'm the kind of guy who stands in front of a micro a microwave going, come on, come on, come on. You know, you know what I mean? Um, but I just wanted to share that with you guys, because I know that we go through some very hard times. Cheryl, you've been through some very hard times. Yes. Ken, you've been through some very hard times. And you've been through things I haven't experienced. But that Al, you've been through some very hard times. Oh, yeah. I'm we sorry. Al's here. Yeah, I forgot Al was here. <laughs> no, we all have. We all have. Yes. Oh, thank you for sharing that testimony. You're welcome. That is so powerful. I, I am convinced there's some listeners that will be uh, encouraged by that I hope so. because uh, we're all, you know, either in the storm or, or coming out of one or headed to, towards one. And so thank you for sharing that. I like to, when I when I preach, try to fit in. And, and as the Holy Spirit helped me do that is to say, don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. Because guess what? It isn't, it isn't over yet. It isn't over yet. It ain't over yet. And so I try to say that. And I think our listeners would can relate to that, too, I'm sure. It, let's face it. Being a child of God is hard. It is hard. It can be challenging. But it is not impossible. And there are mountaintop experiences when we feel yes. that touch of the Lord, and it is oh, so yes. special. It really it really is. So He gives you, again, just enough strength to breathe sometimes. So And to keep on going on. Speaking yeah. of keep on going on, uh, our, our kitchen here never stops. Uh, no. And, and it, it always is something that is in the forefront because, uh, you know, our stomachs start to talk to us and say, <laughs> we'd be hungry. Great. And, right. and uh, you know, what a big responsibility it is to plan sure. and then to put together meals. And so, yeah, we do welcome back uh, Ken. I call him Cookie because uh, he does a lot of cooking and uh, and he's a good cook, too. Well, let me say this, too. I want to give him some praise, yeah. uh, Al, because anytime he finds out someone has a birthday, he makes a cake. Oh, that's awesome. And he cooks them a special meal. Yes. Yeah. And that's that is that's love. Yeah. That is God's love. That is love coming out of the kitchen. So, so. what's pl- what's what's planning for the meals uh, today or or tomorrow? Do you got that? Are you th- you're always thinking about something, aren't you? 
tonight we're going to have pulled barbecued beef and uh, yams, <laughs> yams and might. corn. And uh, today we're having, or for lunch we're having leftovers, which will be barbecued chicken and actually mm-hmm. ham is the only thing we have left. Um, but it's going to be a good meal. Everybody get full. And that's that's the, the point of it. And as far as me working in the kitchen and, and preparing things for other people that's my love that's mm. that's that's what i love to do I that's your that's your ministry that's my yeah that's my ministry mm-hmm. that's that's where i feel the most needed and most wanted when someone comes up and say that was great that's all i need i yeah. don't need anything else not to say that i'm not having my days i have my days and, and i've been going through a few days lately. Sure. Um, next month is the anniversary of my wife's passing, mm. and uh, I'm dreaming of her almost every night. Mm. And it's nice to dream of her, but she's not there. Yeah. But she's always going to be in my heart. I'll never stop loving her, and I'll never. I hope I never stop dreaming of her. Well, we so appreciate the meals. Uh, and you're patient, too, because there's some people that kind of lollygag and maybe uh, chat away and don't get there right on time. And then they kind of show up and you're like, uh, I, always, ca- I always have a plate for him. He does. <clears throat> and I, I fall into that category sometimes. And, and then, and then you know, after he sees that everyone gets, you know, fed, he'll if there's extra, uh, you know, he'll say, okay, we got who wants extra eggs or something like that and well you know that's being doing, patient doing the kitchen is not an easy job folks they're in there from morning until night um, we serve lunch and dinner we don't serve breakfast but we have basically a continental breakfast right. available but since Ken has taken that kitchen over it is clean uh, cleaner than it's ever been uh, the food is cycled properly uh, nothing goes to waste uh, if we have any any le- anything left over it's served the next day um, we go we use uh, we use food very sparingly, and, and Ken has the heart that I love in staff members, that is, that we are the stewards of the of the gifts of God. We're not the owners of them. We are the stewards of them. So we have to be responsible with how we how we do the food. If any of our listeners wanted to help out the kitchen, Ken, how what, what could they do to be of best help to the kitchen? I always say that if you have the right spices, you can make anything tastes great (laughs) Um, spices and you know always have the right ingredients to to put together things are not always available so you use something else Uh, you don't need like utensils and things like that you're all set on utensils and stuff right Um, well we're getting more and more people um, because of the weather and and, um, the way things are going bowls are a little in short supply but I have enough plates and utensils and that sort of thing pots and pans were got over abundance of so um, you can always use forks right always use forks you always (laughs) use spoons and knives like silverware plates um, and spices spices and bowls Uh, I think we got just enough bowls to serve everybody's soup but we're like I said we're getting more people so yeah right now you're serving about 60 plus people yeah so in it twice a day and it recycles through and and we have great crews that come in and and wash the dishes and after every meal and and, um, put the dishes away 
away. I've when when I took over the kitchen, I didn't realize how involved it would be because you're planning meals and you're making sure that you have all the ingredients and everything you need for the meals, and then you have to cook the meals and serve it and make sure that uh, someone does the dishes, mm-hmm. and that's all important. It, yes, it it doesn't seem important, but it it takes a lot. It does, and. I love it. Especially when you run a kitchen. It has to be clean. Yep. Yeah. That I don't like a dirty kitchen. No. <laughs> and we get inspected from time to time. We do. Yeah. We do. And and that's that's fine. I, 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 there's there's never, a place for that. Yes. There's Absolutely. never a challenge. We want to be safe. And, mm-hmm. you know, the way I look at inspections is if there's something wrong, great. That means that's, we can fix it. You know. Um, but, yes, we keep it very clean. The food is cooked according to regulations. There's, like, has to be certain temperatures mm-hmm. and yada, yada, yada. Um, so everything's done correctly yes um and what's great is having you and your assistant ivan you're both professional cooks Mm -hmm. in that kitchen and i love the way that kitchen runs right now it is so orderly yeah what'd you what'd you think of ivan when you you first (laughs) met him or ivan was a little bit intimidating um not only because he's a Big boy, big boy. Um, but he has he has so much more experience than I do. Um, he has twenty five years of professional experience. I'm learning so many things from him. But I taught him something the other day that he did not know, which you know, <laughs> made me feel good. Sure. <laughs> Yay! <you know. laughs> um, but we get along great. Um, we have our little tiffs on how we're going to do things but you know that's part of a kitchen right you're gonna you're gonna have your little spats not that we ever get to the level of gordon ramsay but no (laughs) no i would walk away but it is yeah yeah, it is definitely um well-run kitchen thanks um and i every every day we get compliments on the food every single day mm-hmm. so you and ivan are both a blessing to this shelter i want you to know that and for anybody who doesn't understand how cooking can be a ministry go hungry for a little while yeah or come check yeah. us out or come check us out it's amazing we do welcome the public to the meals right mm-hmm. yep. members of the public can come in and have a meal if they'd like to and, and, and some and take down. us up on that yeah yep. some do take us up on that yep. uh, and you always give a plate to the pastor to take home yeah he always goes out by, well not always always but he yeah. stops by quite a bit and gets what he wants and says thank you and off he goes so after yeah. our services on sunday we have a brunch that uh attenders can come and or anyone and so uh, i typically will go in my wife and i and mm-hmm. and uh, we'll take advantage of that and then saturday. it's a blessing it is and Saturday before service. After service. Oh, it's after service after now? After service, okay. yeah. yeah. And I know one time we were there, and uh, my wife, Laurel, was uh, speaking with Ivan and just said, um, you know, if you could use some spices, and he got all excited. I mean, I'm serious. Spices are the thing. If you're, yeah. For a cook, it makes everything better. She got all <laughs> He got all excited, so she's like, i got to get him some spices. She goes, because she, 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 she understands that, too, and we've got a pretty good collection of spices, and I don't get it, but, you know, I— 
I taste it, you know, and get it that way, I guess. But uh, Well, every once in a while, South Windham Community Church, big supporters of ours, yeah. want to come up and cook in the kitchen. And they came up last year, and they noticed we almost had nothing for spices. And they showed up a second time, and there was, like, gargantuan supplies of spices everywhere. But it goes quick, doesn't it? It does. It, it does. does. Yeah. yeah. Especially when you're cooking for so many people. Like, a normal household might not use so many spices. But when you're cooking for 60-plus people, you use a lot. Laurel brought some over, but I imagine you'll probably be ready for some more. So you alluded to that. You said, hey, uh, if our listeners, if you could use something, what what could you use? And he mentioned spices. So if our listeners are interested and, yeah. and you're like, hey, wait, I, I, I get that. I'd love to contribute some spices. I have an outlet where I can get it fairly reasonable. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Uh, so that'd be great. That is a great way to support support us. And, and uh, you know, that's part of the ministry, you know. It is. Uh, we're all we're all part of this ministry. You know, the eyeball doesn't just say like, well, I'm going to cook something up all by myself. Uh, but the whole body comes together mm-hmm. and, and, and makes things happen. And we want you to know, too, folks, that we feed anyone who comes. I don't care who they are. I don't care what their past is. I don't care what their issue is. If you're hungry, come and get some food. And, and we have a... Uh, a food pantry. A food pantry, which is absolutely amazing. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we're feeding people, and, and there's no requirements. It's just, if you show up and you're hungry, uh, I mean, we, we do sign you up, but we have, uh, I, I know regularly, three counties that are represented, uh, Franklin, Somerset, and Kennebec, uh, regularly come here, but we have some from, you know, in the outskirts that come. But we have to, we, that's managed too. So I know, like, Cookie, you go down and say, what's come in kind of evaluate it see what would make be enough for a meal you don't want to have like half a meal you want to make enough for everyone so i know you you check out what what's coming in and it and that changes daily we're doing we're doing good and god always provides and we were making soups last week nothing but soups and then the next day we had meat yeah but they were fantastic soups though yeah. <laughs> don't don't just throw it out there like it was you know, all we had were soups folks these and were like season too. oh they were so good Very we had, good. We had yeah. uh your chicken noodle soup is probably my favorite soup you make good uh, i i i loved uh, soups is what i grew up on and i love to make soups and i can i can make anything into a soup and mm-hmm. and uh, it doesn't have to be chicken or beef it can be pork it can be just hamburger you can use hamburger and you don't have to have a set thing and and that's why i like the kitchen because i can create things summer sausage the other or a couple weeks back to make a minestrone and Mm. and it's great i've grown a lot here and yeah before coming here, I, I, I already accepted Jesus into my heart years and years ago. Not very good at vocalizing that or, or praising him all the time. But since being here, I think the biggest thing was me worrying about what other th- people thought of me vocalizing how much I love the Lord and, and how much is he doing in my life. And I don't care now. People can either listen or not listen, and, and I hope they're listening because he's working in me, and I know he's helping me through my grief with my wife, and I know he's there, and I can stop and say a, a little prayer, and, and I don't, it doesn't have to be a big one. Just help me, and 
then I can go on. And I have people here that I can talk to, and and they and surprisingly they listen. And and that's been something that I I hadn't had in my life. It is someone that listened. It's always I've listened to every to a lot of other people's problems, but when I start talking my problems and and things that I need help with, it's like oh I'm I'm busy. I have people here that'll listen, and that's huge. I can pray, and I I don't feel bad. I don't feel like I'm imposing when I in praise and prayer when I raise my hand, and that that just there is is a big work. I was just gonna say a lot of it, a lot of us has gone through that. You know, losing a spouse. So I try to encourage him. And well, you know, God is not a respecter of persons. No. Everybody in the shelter, whether you're staff, whether you are a resident, you are equal in the eyes of God. And you are valued. Valued. And you may raise your hand and praise the Lord anytime you wish. You may have a prayer request. It does not matter because nobody's requests or praise is more valuable than anyone else's here. That's right. We are a family and our goal, our goal is to introduce you to Jesus, grow you in Jesus, and then get you back on your feet. And by the grace of God, we've been pretty successful at that by His grace and His grace alone. So what do mornings look like here? Um, well, <laughs> it's comical. Well, let's, 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 re- <laughs> let's rephrase that. Uh, at, at what time do we have praise and prayer? Right. So we have to gather in the sanctuary by 7.55. That gives us five minutes to go over the chore list, uh, what we're going to do before pastor's ready to do praise and prayer at 8 a.m. And the reason we do that is we're trying to train people to be on a schedule, right? If you can maintain a schedule, that you're already a step ahead, right? So understanding that things have to be done, they have to be done at a certain time. Is, is why we do that. There's a sign-in, right? There is a sign-in. Then we sit there, and it basically turns into, well, I mean, we, we start with praise, right? Because God is due his praise every single day. Mm-hmm. Pastor once yes. told me, he goes, no matter what happens, no matter what it's like, we do not miss praise and prayer every single morning. That is the gasoline in our engine. And if we are, if we do not give God his praise, we are wrong. So every single day, I don't care if it's a tornado in the parking lot, we're going to gather and give God his praise. And so we do that. Now, we we laugh sometimes. Um, We cry sometimes. But that's what it's about. We're a family coming together before our dad. It's like a family reunion every morning. And and dad is there and he's listening. And so we praise him and we pick on each other. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I mean, what other homeless shelter will you find people gathering to laugh and to praise God? You know, and uh, I'm sure they're out there. I don't want to say they're not. I don't know. And then after that, we go into prayer where we bring our our petitions before the Lord as, as we're commanded to. And we go boldly before the throne of grace and we ask for forgiveness and we ask for blessings and we ask for our needs. God generously provides them to us every day. This entire place is only here by God's grace and goodness. I have found that I'm, I have been given since been here my needs, not my wants, but the things that I need mm-hmm. to be able to move forward day by day. Mm. And I'm more comfortable in me since being here. That's important to me. Yes. I praise God. 
I know that not everybody has that relationship yet. So I like to say, you know, they just there's the people that know God personally, and then those that don't know Him yet. But I know there's people that residents that come, and this is all new to them. And so I, we we understand that. And so there's there's a place just to sit quietly and just to be there it says in then in philippians chapter 4 verse 6 don't be anxious about anything but in everything by prayer petition and thanksgiving present your request to god very familiar verse to a lot of people but there's that that kind of a breakdown is that you can we're gathered for prayer there's petitions those are specific requests sometimes people when they get more comfortable can share you know i got this big thing coming up you know there's a court date or i you know i i have i have a, an appointment or we're going to visit with with uh, you know family and we just you know we just are desirous that it go right that it go good and whatever or financial needs and and they can share those uh, as a family and people get more comfortable but there's that part about thanksgiving you just start those are the praises thank you lord i have breath today mm-hmm. you are the air i breathe you know you're my you are our daily bread uh you provide our needs uh not our wants always as 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 cookie said and he does give us our our our, our wants sometimes too but what mm-hmm. a, what a beautiful setting and, and that that starts our day i love having the eight o'clock praise and prayer it's it's helped me it's kind of guided me a lot and it gives God a chance to show off doesn't it yes it really does because you you're sitting there raising your prayer requests to the Lord and praises and then you know within a day or two we're finding out God's answered that prayer and there, God, there becomes a praise it yeah. does it becomes a praise and so people are, are seeing the effects of praising and praying to the Lord hmm. especially as a family we come together in there and pray for one another and that's important that is something I'm, I am forbidden to ever cancel and not perform uh, <laughs> and we've had some times when it could have I, I know yeah. like when we lost the, that big old pine tree fell and knocked out power and we still had praise and prayer didn't we we did we were sitting in here freezing our tuchuses off but uh (laughs) we praised the lord and you know what because we did that all of a sudden we had these these two really big supermarkets uh hannaford and walmart both bought us dinner for the entire population here each night so that we could have something to eat Mm, um and what an amazing um display of caring for the poor um so we get we get a lot of support from people who and I, i want people to understand too that god sees it regardless of how you support us whether it's prayer financial food uh, donations whatever it is god does see that and he does count it toward helping the poor mm-hmm. so. and, and those who are in need uh, mm-hmm. yeah so thank you those that have helped us well folks we just want to thank you and ken thank you for coming back sir You're welcome. much appreciated cheryl thank you for joining us Thank you for having me. Yeah, I think we'd like to have you back at some point, if that's okay. Oh, we're going to have a, an episode coming up where our wives are going to join us, and uh, it'd be great to have, you know what, Al, maybe, maybe you and I can take a day off, and we'll let them do the podcast. Well, we could stand, <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're certainly uh, supportive of yeah. what's going on here, and, they and are. Uh, it makes everything roll. So. They are. So, folks, we just want to thank you for listening to us and giving us your time. We know time is precious, uh, and resources are precious these days. 
days. But we just want to say thank you. We thank the Lord for you every day. And if, Amen. if you're a listener that is supporting us, whether it's financially, whether it's through your prayers, thank you. God bless you so much. If you would like to learn more about Shelters by Jesus, you can go to www.sheltersbyjesus.com and there you'll find ev- uh, links to our podcast, our books, our documentary, ways of supporting and helping us, uh, ways of getting in contact with us too. If you'd like to give us a phone call, you can call us at 207-474-8833 or you can write us an old-fashioned letter at 12 McClellan Street, Skowhegan, Maine, 04976. Thank you folks for tuning in and thank you guys for joining us. Al, it was really good to see you again, brother. It's great. To our listeners, I'm going to say, may the Lord bless you, keep you. May he look with favor and shine his face upon you, be gracious towards you, and give you peace. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Amen.